Brian Mudd Show is on News Radio 610 WIOD. It is 11.35, and we are joined by South Florida Congresswoman Maria Alvira Salazar. Congresswoman, how are you? Wonderful. Always great to be with you, Brian. I tell you, it's been some kind of week. You take a look at what's been happening. Two huge pieces of news involving the Department of Homeland Security and Mayorkas himself, his testimony before Congress for a couple of days. I mean, first, the remarkable opening testimony to where he has the audacity with the straight face to say he's effectively managing the southern border. Your thoughts? Well, um, if that is true, then I am the fairy godmother. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, or Snow White. And, you know, I want any administration to succeed because, as I've always said to you, we are all Americans. And if the Biden administration does well, my district does well, the country does well, and that's what we want to do, be prosperous, happy, and, and be a good nation. Um, the problem now is that the Biden administration and it, it has no leadership and they do, really do not know what they're going to do with the southern border because that in itself is a very big problem that has been inherited by the Biden administration. I need to be fair. Trump tried to deal with it. He was pretty effective, but still it's a very big problem since the Reagan years we have an immigration we have an immigration system that is completely and absolutely broken starting with catch and release the problem with the asylum system not really knowing what we're going to do with the people that come in you know i don't have to tell you that's why i presented the dignity act which we can talk about that now all right so they what the what the thinks that we're going that they're going to do now when they repeal title 42 I'm not sure that your audience knows about this, is that they want the NGOs and the activists to take care or to come and help the Border Patrol with that new surge of people that we're expecting around 20,000 a day Stunning. to try to come in. Because, you know, we are the promised land. And if I were to be one of those people, I would want to come in, too. Of course, you cannot blame them. I would, we all want to live in Miami. But then the, how are you going to say that the NGOs and the, and the activists are the ones who are going to come and help the Border Patrol? I, I don't know where we're going. I do know that we have up to now 2.5 million new immigrants trying to come in who came in. And, uh, and, and you know, there's two things that I want to tell you. This is the worst thing that could happen to the Hispanic, Hispanic community the largest minority in the country, me being a member of it and very proud of it. We the Browns, the Latinos, the Hispanics, this is the worst worst thing that could be happening to us because it gives us a very bad rep. Now people are looking at us in a different way, and that is very dangerous. And I'm sure you know what it is because the ranchers and the Border Patrol and everyone, the, the border community is saying, what is this? So those are my thoughts. Well, and, you know, you, you talk about absolute lawlessness at the border. You know, I wonder when Mallorca says that it's being effectively managed, if it isn't all just part of the plan. I mean, if you are intentionally trying to encourage illegal immigration, I don't know that you could do a better job. Do you believe that the Biden administration has intentionally brought us to this point? I cannot think that because I think that's pretty evil. 
I do believe that, I, I think two things. Number one, that they do not have a plan. They do not know what to do. They have the neo-Marxists, the progressives, the wokes around President Biden, which is another chapter that I've always talked about. The bad, the bad guidance and bad advice that the president is receiving. And you know, unfortunately, the people that are surrounding the president have a different type of ideology. I believe that they think that all these people need to come in because they have a right to come to the United States. And then after that, they are going to be voters for the Democratic Party. Well, that's very evil. That's a very evil plan because we do not know who's coming in. Besides, that's not the way a respectable country conducts conduct itself. So we do not really know what's the plan. I think it's basically naivete, lack of planning, and not wanting to go back to the previous administration's policies when it comes to the border. Wanted to also get your perspective, especially as an accomplished journalist, on this <laughs> new misinformation board. So... You have T. Mayorkas, you have the Department of Homeland Security coming up with a misinformation board. Aside from the person who is being tasked with running this, the very concept of this, there's something that to me really feels wrong about this. After all, the role of journalists, the role of a free press is to hold them accountable, not the other way around. What do you make of this? Well, you see, and that's right up my alley. I have a very... I. I I did this for 35 years. I followed the American School of Journalism. And the American School of Journalism was Walter Cronkite, Barbara Walters, um, Peter Jennings, those people who respected themselves and were not going to run or risk their careers in trying to push an ideology. Besides, they were, they had, they were not influenced uh, by, the, by, the, by academia which is what's been happening for the last 30 years. We have a very big problem in this country with the media. The media is not doing its job, and that's what I say, shame on them. I covered Cuba. I did the most difficult stories when it comes to ideology, and I still stayed in the middle because that was my job. It, regardless of what I thought of Fidel Castro, I did the interview that I needed to do. But right now, we see what we're happening. And unfortunately, the American people are, 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 being, are not being served well because they cannot believe anything of what they're hearing on television. And that is very dangerous for a republic. Look at what the founding father said. We need a free press, regardless whether the government likes it or not. That's not what's happening right now. Why? Because media and academia has been penetrated for the last 60 or 40 years from this ideology called progressives, liberals, and now they're neo-Marxists. And I don't have any qualms in saying these are neo-Marxists because the neo-Marxists are the people who want to destroy the system. You could be a liberal Democrat, and I will definitely respect you because those are your views. But everything within the norms and, and the, the norms and the laws and the institutions that were established by the Constitution and the Founding Fathers. We spent respecting our history, who we are as a country, what we did. There were very dark chapters in the American history, of course, but there were very glorious ones as well, and those we do not talk about. 
But you, that's the problem with the media. You, you bring up such a good point, um, none the least of which is, you know, what liberalism has become. Classical liberals, I mean, you and I would probably be classical liberals. You know, the you take a look at Berkeley in the late 60s, where it was the ground zero for freedom of expression in this country, where you don't have freedom of expression anymore because they don't want thought that interrupts their progressive worldview. And so it's gone the other way. And to that end, this whole misinformation board concept Is the objective not to try to inhibit or police freedom of expression at some level? No, 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 of course not. What you said is right on the money. Uh, You could be liberal, but you have to defend the right that I have as a conservative to speak. We agree to disagree and remain friends. Of course, you could be the most liberal Democrat, and I will work with you. Because you, because you respect the rules and you, and you know that I have a right, the same right as you have to express my views and to win the argument. The problem comes when you want to shut me up because it's not convenient for you and that you're going to do everything possible to change the rules of the game so I will never be able to speak or express my thoughts ever again. And then you could then convince the masses that your position is the only position and if the masses don't agree with you, then you want to shove them up as, as well. That's the problem, and that's called Marxism. And that's what the Biden administration is engaged in here, which is, I think, chilling. Uh, Congresswoman, switching gears here to your district itself. Of course, last week in the special session, you had the congressional map ratified by the state. And while obviously legal challenges will be sussed out between here and there, most South Florida Congress uh, members of Congress if they're going to stay close to their current geography, you'll probably have to file in new districts. It looks like yours in particular, you know, the, it looks like the 27th is the most geographically intact. Uh, what are your thoughts about the, the new map? Listen, I respect and I admire the American electoral process. And redistricting is part of it. I had no idea what they were doing. I really don't care about the map. You know why, Brian? Because I did the impossible. Under the, off the, the old map, I was in a D plus six. That means that 6% of the district was more Democrat than Republican. You know that no one really thought that I could beat Mrs. Donna Shalala, and I did it. You know why? Because I represent my district. I know who lives there and what they think and what they want. And that's the beauty of the American electoral system, that people vote you in and vote you out. So you better do a good job 24-7 and represent their interests. And that's that's what I'm doing. My district is 33% Democrat, 33% Republican, and 33% Independent. And so I, I the redistricting, what does that mean? What I need to do is, is, is work present legislation that reflects my district and work hard. And, you know, is the hardest job that I've ever done. Journalism, that was easy, my friend. <laughs> this is hard, and this is nonstop. Because it's, it's, no one really understands how laborious, torturous, and, and, and taxing, physically taxing this job is. But, you know, it's so gratifying. Because when you give to others is when you feel most happy and that's what i'm right now and i miss journalism uh but i you know this is this beats it so i'm happy and if people want to reelect me in november so be it and if not well that's their right and i want to keep it that way
Congresswoman Maria Alvira Salazar. Pleasure as always. Thank you very much for the time.